0: Hey, now, you're an all-star if you're Hunter Pence, but not Machado. Hey, now, you're an all-star if you're Strowman, but not Devers. So let's talk about them. But we'll talk about the ones who we think are all-stars.
1: Because it's time for dingers. Dingers.
2: welcome to dingers the only fantasy baseball podcast for smart people it's not just jason hayward that wins you championships that's why week in and week out we're delivering tips and strategies to help you live that straight up og lifestyle i'm tyler childs and joining me again this evening is robbie baseball who is an all-star himself yeah. on the microphone hey now Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, it goes back to our musical references um, that we had in our fantasy team name episode. We did less singing. We maybe should have done more. Um, yeah. But I think I think the, the listeners may not have appreciated if we sang the whole episode.
0: But I'm just improving the acoustics inside my um, podcasting room. So I feel it's okay to, for me to loosen up the pipes a little more on the intros.
2: Well, it's basically like a TV series and they all have to do a musical episode.
0: (laughs) We just need the rights to be able to play the music. And since we don't have that, we're just singing it out. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yep. YouTube is not monitoring our current current speech uh,
0: patterns. Definitely not. And I have heard other people who've had uh, issues on Instagram where there's been music in the background where they've been um, at baseball games and then they'll hear like an intro song or something funny. And they'll get a notification for it. And uh, yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. I thought, well, we certainly don't have to worry about that. That's awesome. (laughs) That's too funny.
2: Well, this evening, I am into a Red Racer IPA, which is apparently Strong Ale, um, which is an interesting designation that I'm not familiar with.
0: Yeah, that just sounds like they screwed up the batch. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody accidentally mixed them.
2: Classic Northwest style IPA with a strong bitterness and an intense intense citrus pine.
0: Um, Mm. I, I don't know that I ever want my beer to taste like pine. No, but you know what's worse than a beer that tastes like pine is hand soap that smells like spruce.
2: Yes, I've never understood why people like that.
0: We have one that we're working on right now in our kitchen, and my hands, due to the heavy level of construction that I'm doing, are constantly coated in crap. Right now, I have, and I can show you here, that is tar from my um, one of my three chimneys I took down. Can I also, confirm. Yeah, <laughs> I also have painted various spots, um, and and some big ouchies, uh, as my son would call them, got ouchies on my hands. So anyway, we're using this uh, spruce soap, and it is just. Horrible! horrible. The first like squirt I gave, I looked, I'm like, what the hell is this? And I said something to my wife. She's like, isn't it nice? And I'm like, yeah, like in December. And she's like, oh, I know, but I found it. Um, you know, whatever in the packages of soap that she had. So <laughs> now we're using it. Yeah, every time you pump some soap out, just snowflakes
2: puff up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: comes down to the ground. Just (laughs) like, why am I sweating my nuts off right now and having this spruce smell, and then I leave my air conditioned space to go into the addition that is just ridiculously hot. But it's 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 the
2: old uh, New York cab stereotype
0: yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> Got the pine tree <laughs> freshener going if you could make purell uh spruce scented then it would be perfect That's just, right. Bruce, just mm, yes now i'm clean and i stink it's also tommy boy the yeah. what's yes. uh, what's that smell it's taxicab air freshener great you've pinpointed second points for second things moving it <laughs> yeah. um, good old Dana. Uh,
2: what's with ted zelinski uh, yeah but Dana. the auto parts king <laughs> yeah
0: no 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 not the auto parts king. <laughs> i make great parts for the american working man because that's who i am and that's what i care about yeah no 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 american man is signing off on that haircut he
2: has in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just not happening it's uh, true maybe
0: ronnie ronnie might be all over that movie. <laughs> well he's he's canadian he just um i think he said he works for an american company so i think that's as good as being american yeah it's a hybrid model yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know off the top we
2: mentioned the all-star game so let's dive in and and tip our cap to a couple uh of of the players that have been selected there's there's a nice mixture of guys that you expect to be there and some surprises this year starting on the american side you've got gary sanchez behind the plate bit of a surprise having a phenomenal season uh carlos santana a nice bounce back year for him at first base, DJ LeMahieu uh, over at second base. And then you Le get Mayhew's first base? No, no. Oh, second, second. Sorry. Yep, sorry. Uh, flipping over to the other side of the diamond, you get Bragman at third, Polanco uh, from Minnesota at shortstop to Minnesota. round out the infield. So if you were to sit down at the beginning of the year and say that that starting infield would be Sanchez, Santana, LeMahieu, Bregman, and Polanco, oh. of that group, like, Bregman's the only guy that you go, yeah, I guess, yeah, okay. Right? The rest of those guys at the beginning of the year, you're kind of like zero chance. Yeah. So jumping into the outfield, this is where it gets a little more familiar. You got Mike Trout, who, you know, I I don't even – do they even allow you to punch out the thing anymore? (laughs) Or is it just (laughs) come punch out? Like, (laughs) you know. Um, George Springer, who who had a real nice start to the season, but has cooled off. Um, That's, for me, one of the guys that I think maybe is a bubble guy here. Um, And then Michael Brantley, his teammate, obviously having a phenomenal season as well. But um, three Astros in that starting lineup. You got to assume that there's a little bit of fan voting going on in this one to get them there. Um, But ultimately, the hero of the American League roster has to be Hunter Pence in the DH spot. Oh, 100%. Uh, I voted for him. What's not to love about Hunter Pence? I mean, great story. Huge bounce back year. Uh, you know, it's just nice to see him run around. And and frankly, I'm just happy to see him in film that's not him spraining his ankle on an inside-the-park home run.
0: <laughs> right? For those of you that have MLB TV, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, man, when you get <laughs> stuck watching those, the worst is, like, uh, was Justin Verlander um, on one of them. I've, I've noticed I was watching the Toronto KC game the other day, and uh, every time it went to the break, it, w- it started with a Verlander clip and then, and I forget what, oh, it was him passing Cy Young for K, so this year. And then it hit the last one after it does like five or six of these things is Verlander's no-no in Toronto. And I was so pissed because I went to the game, I think the day before or the day after, I can't remember now, but I just remember it being like a really crappy time being a Jays fan already. And then knowing that like Verlander just dominated. Well,
2: and that, that clip too is, Roger Davis swinging out a slider that's
0: like that's nowhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's thing. not a good pitch to like get your your no-no for, but
2: yeah. I mean it was probably oh two as well. And Rajay's just up there <laughs> hacking.
0: Eyes hey, closed. I, I had a similar
2: thing. I was out in San Francisco. It would have been maybe ooh, 2013, maybe. Uh, Matt Kane pitched. We were at the game and he had like 15 strikeouts, which for Matt Kane is probably close to his career high. Yeah. Uh, uh. That's, that would have been
0: P. Kane.
2: Absolutely, it was. Uh, he was the ace at the time. But then another gentleman by the name of, oh, no, no, I have a backwards. Baumgartner started the night I was there. And he was still relatively early on. So it might have been 12 either way. Um, Baumgartner struck out like 15 guys in that game and then hit a bomb where he was the only guy in the ballpark that didn't know it was like 40 rows up in left field. sprinted around the bases and then about halfway to second realized it was way gone. Um, But the next night was Kane's perfect game. I feel like he threw a perfect game. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, Yeah. I believe
2: he did. Yeah. So yeah, we just missed it by night, which was pretty disappointing. But um, you know, nor here nor there. Uh, Jumping into the reserve, this is where it gets ugly uh, on the American League roster. And and there's some real fantasy heroes in here. Um, James McCann, who I've got some shares oh, yeah. in really super jacked to have him on the old roster there. Um, Jose Abreu, who is, you know, obviously a staple of, of this event. And then who doesn't love Daniel Vogelback back on this roster? Like, come on. He's he, perfect. It's the best. I, I'm disappointed he's not in the Derby. He would be fun to watch in the Derby.
0: Well, and I know from listening to the Wheelhouse podcast that the Mariners do, it's their like lead broadcaster, but it's basically it's Jerry DePoto's podcast. Um, he had said that he wanted Vogie to be in it, which I think is is great because they are aware that it is fun. You know, <laughs> like, like for some people, I think it's like, hey, Vogelback may never be here again, or we think he could be here every year. And I feel like if you don't think that you have another shot, like potentially, right? Like it, you don't know, but like. Get the guy the full experience, right? He's a masher. Let's show him off. But here's what here's what I really don't like. You have Vladdy Guerrero, who's in the derby. Not in the and, game. Yep.
2: And he's not in the game, right? Like, I, I just, I want nothing to do with that. Like, the whole point here is to reward these guys. Um, that's the tree I'd be barking up if I was the Mariners. Why are you letting this 20-year-old kid in that didn't play well enough to get into the game take a spot from a guy that may never be there again?
0: Right? Okay. I'm, I'm going to do it, Ty. I didn't, I didn't want to start early with it, but the reason the all-star game is, is extra stupid is that it should be all stars, not guys who have had a really good first 300 at bats. It should be the players that everyone owns the jerseys and jerseys of way over the guy who the Tommy La Stella who came out of nowhere. If Tommy La Stella is really good, I know he just got hurt and he's out eight to 10 weeks. Um, but if Tommy LaSalle is really good, he should be in next year's all-star game, not this year's. Like it should be guys that every casual baseball fan probably knows. Doesn't have to be everybody, but like, you know, uh Austin Meadows, awesome. Like, that's good. We knew about Austin Meadows, but we knew about him as a prospect, not as an MLB player. Like, I, don't I think
2: they should do me. I think they should do a combo of two things. Um, a they need to make the game mean something again. I think that's awesome. I, I think it adds to it. That's what
0: screwed it up the first time, though, right? Was they made it mean something, but then they kept doing the dumb things of taking the guys out after whatever 30 pitches.
2: So, hear me out. So, first, that's step one. Step two is change the qualifying away from the fans. Yeah. Because let's be serious like, is it, it's whatever team is popular at that moment in time, they have extra fans watching, they get extra votes, right? That's why there's three Astros on the American League starting roster. Like all three of those guys are having decent seasons. You could probably make an argument that two of them probably don't deserve to be on that roster. Okay? Yeah, Springer, roster, Springer missed
0: a lot of time. Totally,
2: right? right? And Brantley, he's been good but not super good. Um, you know, it is what it is. But just change it to a point system like Ala what the golf did with their playoff system, right? You get points for home runs, you get points for runs, you get points for X. You either qualify or you do not. A straight point system, no. Like as far as
0: what earns you, Correct. okay. I right. kind of like what the NHL did too, which was they said our game is five on five with a goaltender, but for the All Star game, it's not about five on five hockey this weekend. It's about everybody seeing our players do something, and they did something financially to incentivize the guys to a show up, which was a big problem in baseball for several years, and b um compete when they made it three on three and they made six teams or whatever it is and i think like obviously hockey and baseball are vastly different games but the idea is there to make it either a fun game where you see like bat flips and all the things that like make things fun for kids and that's like the weekend that the players can take off so like the home run derby and any other thing like they need obviously they need more competitions than the home run derby they need to do things where players throw and they need to Stop worrying about guys getting hurt or swinging for home runs and screwing up their swing and all this crap. It just needs to be a for fun event. Or like you just said, Ty, you need to make this mother serious. Like put put something on the line that's gonna get everybody wanting to be in the game because it's worth it. That's like they used to have first All-Stars and second All-Stars in hockey. Right. A first All-Star was like Ray Bork, so we're going back a while. And a second All-Star was the guy that broke onto the scene. And that's what the all-star game could be is like the wily vets you expect to see every year. And like, like I know Pujos is not an all-star, but Pujos is a Hall of Famer. So if anything, wouldn't you want to like include him versus Vlad this see, year? If it
2: was in LA, yes.
0: Right. Or I mean, St. he's Louisville. he's
2: not gonna go in the derby, right? He's just not. So I mean, the reality is like I, I think you've just you need to keep some meaning into it, right? So Guys like Brandon Lau, who are in the reserves, deserve to be there, right? Like, that's a guy that's had a good season. He's a, a rookie. He's a potential future all-star. He deserves to be there, right? I mean, that that's the honest truth of it. And it's because the American League outfield isn't overly deep with guys like Betts um, having mediocre s- starts to their season, right? Gallo been, being injured. Austin Meadows being injured. Right, Springer being injured. So for me, Lau's been a guy that stayed relatively healthy. Come onto the scene, he's made the roster. Right, whereas he's
0: he's the lone um, Tampa Bay guy. Right,
2: no Austin Meadows as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry, and I was just gonna say, don't they have a
2: pitcher? Yeah, Charlie Martin, who was absolutely dominant last night. On a side
0: note, yeah. So I take it all back for Lau.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, for me, like the rest of the cast here on the American side is is pretty. It, to be expected kind of guys. You've got Matt Chapman, Xander Bogarts, Francisco Lindor, Mookie Betts, Joey Gallo, Austin Meadows, Whit Merrifield, JD Martinez. So these are the guys that, to your point, these are the studs. These are the all-stars that uh, everybody wants to see, right? And then yeah. you get into the pitching side and you have the stars of the stars, right? You've got Burrios, uh Chapman, Cole, Giolito, uh, Shane Green is there because the Tigers suck, not because he's been great. Uh, he's been okay, but Brad Hand, who we talked about last week, John Means, who's been phenomenal, Mike Miner, also been phenomenal, Charlie Morton, Jake Odorizzi, Ryan Presley, Marcus Stroman, and Justin Verlander. Right, like all of those guys are either having really good seasons or are the stars you're talking about. So, you know, the rest of that roster kind of fills out nicely. So you do have a nice balance of guys that have never been and new guys uh, or old old you know kind of stud type guys on that roster.
0: Yes, they have a pretty solid mix. And and it's, you know, if you're wanting to win a baseball game, uh, they don't have a bullpen that's appropriate for it. And I that's jokingly, you know, being said, because they only have, what, four relievers, uh, Chapman, Hand, Green, and Presley. But at the same time, that's probably three more than they need for an all-star game.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, <laughs> I, I hear you. Pitchers. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm with you there. I don't think it, but the best players should be there. I think you have a couple of relievers there who absolutely deserve to be there, but yeah, in normal years, I, I agree with you on that one. Jumping onto the, the national league side, you have the studs. Like this is yeah. exactly who you thought should be there uh, with the exception of, of kettle Marte at second base, right. Who deserves to be there just wasn't yeah. the guy you expected to be there. Right. Cause the, the rest of the rosters, Wilson Contreras behind the dish, Freddie Freeman at first, Nolan Arenado at third, Javier Baez at short, Yelich and Bellinger in the outfield, with Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, being the other outfielder. Like, I mean, that's a rock star team, and you know, that's that's exactly who you thought should be there in, the, in that league. Um, going down the reserves, you've got three catchers on the roster, which is is who are they?
0: Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona yeah. has three roster catchers.
2: I mean, we can't really talk the Blue Jays had had three for a while there. But that um, was because
0: of a knuckleball and I'm not making excuses. So never mind.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we we should have put like maybe Devin Travis could have caught the knuckleball. Well, with his knees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he the, the, just stood up behind the plate. The only <laughs> thing for me that I have an issue with um in in this goes back to that points suggestion right the the reserves at first base in the national league are pete Alonso and josh bell who oh, power right? baby. and, and Freddie freeman's having a phenomenal year but at no point is he having a better year than those two i don't think what do you what do you think no
0: no i agree and i think like Alonso had a bit of a dip and has definitely stabilized and he is obviously going to be an ops machine tons and tons of power josh bell has had a has a a dip but it doesn't matter it doesn't negate what is currently um the tool that makes you become an all-star but it's the fact that you can be voted in and that's why he's there now i don't know if you mentioned the catchers because i cut you off but it was the bench guys are jt Romuto and Yasmani grandal so these aren't surprise guys that we're seeing here just like alonzo and bell it's pretty safe to say we expected to see them at the all-star game this year no and i mean the national league roster is
2: absolutely loaded right? Yeah, the rest no of the strangers stock is Bryant Rendon, Paul, the young, Trevor story, uh, Charlie Blackman, David Dahl, and Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil is the surprise, um, in terms of expectations, but
0: obviously, Oh, it, David doll for me. Come on. I didn't expect him to make it out of the dugout on opening day.
1: Hey man, <laughs>
2: he, he went from captain of team glass. He's now like reinforced glass. <laughs> yes. Yeah. so he's, he's hanging on there um <laughs> but yeah the pitchers you know your boy sandy alcantara uh, thank you thank it, you on the side uh walker bueller Luis castilla jacob Degrom, zach granke josh Hader, kershaw hinjin ryu uh max scherzer will smith mike soroka and kirby yates we spent a lot of time in our pitchers episode our update a couple of weeks ago talking about Basically, that entire list. Yeah, um, and so you know, no real surprises on the National League side. I think the American side has a little bit more uh, guys that are kind of coming out of the woodwork, and you know, quite frankly, there, you only really have two or three good teams in the American League, so that's not all that surprising.
0: Yeah, and I will say on the National League side, because you and I actually had this conversation when I was trying to okay, are you listening, everybody? I was trying to justify that Sandy Alcantara is of equal value to Clayton Kershaw. And this is a week ago that we had this conversation. Now, I am not talking about dynasty here. I am talking about, I I gave you the test, huh? I gave you the stats and I, I took screenshots and I said, who's this player and who's that player? And the, they were remarkably close over the last month. So for me, the biggest snub of the all-star game is the fact that the only other guy that I value, um more and it wouldn't matter what his actual numbers are are our steven strasberg who went up against alcantara tonight and uh beat him he went seven and a third
2: 14 k's in a 3-1 win and he had an immaculate inning this evening
0: oh did he oh sweet see i didn't get to watch it um and i was busy watching fast and furious eight thank you (laughs) (laughs) paul worker Uh, Well, now that I know Netflix is going to lose all their sitcoms, I'm slowly starting to look into their movies a little bit more. And I didn't feel like uh, hitting it up for baseball my entire evening. So I'm like, ah, let's take a little brain break and and put in anywho. um, So yeah, he went up against Alcantara, which is why I bring it up. Alcantara's numbers the last month have been great. But over the season, his numbers are perfectly fine. 386 ERA. The thing that everybody is going to say, well, I'm not so sure about that. 95 innings. So now he's just over hundred innings and he's got 70 K's. That's the big thing for everybody in fantasy where you take a step back, but in actual baseball terms, he's at this game, not because he's an all-star because he's a Marlon. Yes. So, I'm happy with what Alcantara's done, but I definitely think he should be out, and Strasburg should for sure be in. Strasburg is just like a K machine, and it's to me, it should be about the recognition, right? So you can say Strasburg's there, and you can rhyme off all these other pitchers like you know, Granky Bueller, whatever. Some of them are not going to be able to pitch, well, so you can say he's not available, and Strasburg gets in. But I would rather be the other way
2: Well, he probably does get in. The issue with Strasburg, the reason he never makes it on the reserves, is because Desert. he's a he's a grump. Like hey. he just he, the guy doesn't smile.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. Whatever. I just like, I just think he's missing and when you look at numbers, you're going to be like, "Oh, that's yeah, true." But as other people had said too, like, you know, John Means is on the AL. So certain players aren't that might be the most deserving will not get in. No different than if you had eight shortstops who were having amazing years in the AL. Eight shortstops aren't going to make the All-Star team. Totally. That's that's fine cuz you yeah. can't have them all play the position. Um, but I think it just needs to be a really good representation of the leagues, which it always is at the end of the day. But it's something that, like, I don't know. Do you watch anything for All Star Weekend?
2: Uh, like, I usually, week, whatever. I usually catch some of the Derby, I watch zero of the game.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd pretty much be the same there. I, I would catch it now. I, I don't have uh cable. So if MLB is not going to provide it for free, um, which they probably will through MLB TV or whatever the thing is I pay mega bucks for, then uh, I will not watch any of it because I'm not interested. And like you said, the game means nothing. So what's to be gained by sitting there? Um, if I'm not enjoying it, my kid's not old enough to pick out the players that he likes yet. So
2: well, I mean, I've been to a couple all-star games and none of them are, are fascinating to me. Um, the most exciting part was Verlander trying to throw 102 in Kansas City and Melky Cabrera lighting them up. Um,
0: the Melkman delivered. That, that's delivers. the
2: highlight of my all-star games. Um, yeah, it's just not for me. But, you know, now that we've kind of outlined some of the guys, like is there anybody else on that list that you think is, is kind of out of place? You touched on the two guys that are there because they're on a team and they need to be represented. Um is there anybody there that you think is kind of a guy that really shouldn't like, be there?
0: Not an all-star but somehow is hanging out? Yeah. I mean, I I touched on Dahl, but that was like kind of just joking because I don't think he's got the ability to stay healthy for a season, but um I I guess not really on the NL side. I think I think it's okay. Um but but the AL side yeah, I just – it's the clo- – I don't want to say closers. It's the relief pitchers for me. Like Shane Green, I know he's the Tiger guy, but he doesn't need to be there. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like Chapman is doing well. Hand is doing well. Presley's doing well. That's fine. But the Astros also have, with Presley, five reps. They don't need five reps for the sake of that, so he's their performance-based. Like, I don't know, Stroman's the Jays guy. I, I, mean, I don't. How familiar are you with Shane Green's
2: numbers so far, though? Just out of curiosity.
0: Not overly. I know he. I know he's just getting saves, and he's going to get traded. That's what I know.
2: Yeah. So he's got 32 strikeouts and 31 innings with yeah. a WHIP of 0.84. So there you go. And an ERA of 0.87. Yeah. That's basically All the right. equivalent of my ERA
0: in the men's league. You're talking about after warmups.
2: No, I'm I'm spitting a point. <laughs> I'm spitting a point five four right now. Ooh, with with
0: four unearned
2: runs against me.
0: <laughs> that's great. I am amazing. There are a lot of errors though. I'm a lot of ball in play. Well,
2: Just it, There's not. A, I've always been a contact pitcher. I get a lot of tail on the fastball. But yeah, no. There's there's been some errors. I mean, that's we expected it in an over thirty league though.
0: Yeah, I think that's. Uh par for the course. Phenomenal
2: for the ERA count. Let's let's say it how it is. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think I if I saw if I looked at a stat sheet and I saw somebody with an ERA in a men's league under one, I'd think, holy crap, that guy's bringing it. And then if I saw like their um their what is it, fielding independent of pitching. Yeah, your FIP. So your FIP would be really high because it doesn't care about it's just the ball is in play and this is what happened.
2: I don't actually know what my FIP is. It was really low before, but um I don't know what it is now. Um, that said, I, I after looking that up, Shane Green deserves to be there. If you're a lever yep. with that many innings in your sub one, you're you you're a shoe-in for me. So the guy for me on this roster that I think probably should be on the outside um, is probably Daniel Vogelbeck. Um, You know, he's certainly not having a bad year, but of his 20 home runs, what, 12 of them happened in the first 14 days? Right. Right. They, well,
0: Yeah, he was part of that really hot start in Seattle, and that really helped to cement him in the lineup. Well, uh, what was it? Seager was hurt. Healy was hurt. Vogelbach stepped in and stepped up.
2: Yep, totally. So um, moving away from the All-Stars officially, we wanted to take a little bit of a look at the unofficial All-Stars of the last month and leading into trade season, just kind of highlight some of the guys that, That maybe you're not paying attention uh, to. So, you know, we wanted to look at pitchers and reliever or and hitters over the last thirty days and kind of break down a couple of guys that we're profiling. um, You know, as either targets or or if you're on the outside looking in as as guys, you should be looking to dish. So, Robbie, I'll let you take the lead here on thirty days.
0: Sure. So we have a couple of you know long time top 10 dynasty redraft guys for the last 30 days who have um, surged as one, two. And that's Scherzer Blackman. I'd say good luck to everyone who wants to try to acquire Scherzer. He is the Roger Clemens minus the Roids. Um, he, he, the guy's getting older, but the the numbers are just staying the same for him. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to be able to possibly acquire him unless you are paying through the nose or you're in a contract league and he's expiring or you're in a draft league. As somebody had said to me before, we always talk about contracts and salaries, but we never talk about uh, leagues where there's draft pick compensation. So if you wanted to keep Scherzer, you would lose say your first or your second round pick for him. Um, So he's the kind of guy who I don't think people are going to be able to acquire uh, unless it's part of a big deal with some really young guys, but Blackman—I mean, Ty, you yourself—you have traded Blackman away um, in the last couple of weeks in that surge, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I think to me, Blackman is a definite target on this list. He's the biggest target I have. I've tried to get him in another league as well.
2: Well, and I mean, I, I mean, in that league, I traded Blackman. I'm out of it. So, uh, you know, so is there,
0: there's a league that you are in and you aren't
2: out of it. Is that what you're? Well, there's one that I'm on the fence, but Ronnie's <laughs> going to finish me off this week, I think. Wow. Uh, I was saying that, you, that hurts. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> well, I was saying to you last night, he has like something like 185 extra at bat. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, Gotta it's just,
2: it's just one of those things where I'm going up against it and you know, my team is pretty good offensively. Uh, but I think that's, that's going to be tough to beat in a points league, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. So for Blackman, you um, in our home league, you traded him away. So that's the keep forever, but it's, you only get to keep six MLB players um, and you, you traded him and he's been traded a few times and it seems like it's any of those over 30 guys that uh, now's the time you can start to target them. You're still probably a month away in most leagues from a trade deadline. And in some leagues, you might be five weeks out. So now's the time to start to think about this. And and I mean, Blackman for the owner, they've got to be really happy looking, thinking, okay, good. he's He's back. This is his peak. I'm going to cash in on him. And, you know, good luck to everybody that wants to acquire him.
2: Yeah, I mean, he has 10 home runs over the last 30 days. Like that's, you know, all you really need to know. Uh, You're man.
0: batting over 400, OPS over 1200. You're looking pretty good. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but no stolen bases. Right. So that's a that is a bit of an anomaly for Blackman. I mean, he's not going to steal you 30, but he probably
0: should have a stolen base in 30 days. Um, and everybody keep, else on that sorry Ty, everybody else on the board. When you just scroll down, you see like 2. One, six, six, four, uh, seven, two every other hitter has at least one yeah. max moncy and matt
2: olson are the only two that do not and you wouldn't expect it yeah yeah that's it's crazy so yeah i agree blackman is definitely a guy to target and you you're right on the nose there either guys that you should be targeting or guys that you want to look to trade uh that over 30 number is seems to be a really hot button kind of number in baseball in real life and in fantasy yeah um, you know i know there's teams in some of our leagues that have built their entire rosters with over 30 guys uh because they get them for cheap
0: yeah and they're yeah exactly they're the guys you who no owner will say i can't get rid of them i would say you know scherzer's the exception on that at the moment um but yeah you you get 30 plus or you get two years of control or less which at this point means your contract leagues it's a 2020 deal um or it's it's could be a, a guy who has a really high value like joey Votto. i'm sure every league out there Votto is uh, super high former acquisition costs. You know, you paid a lot to get them or you signed them for a lot of money, um, whatever it is, and and he has not been doing it for you for a year and change. And we were talking about uh, casting him aside, but the last month Votto's been batting, Where was he, like 320 something? He has turned it around. The power still is not there. So we're not talking about some resurgence, but we're talking about a return in some categories that we didn't think we would even see this year for him. So not that he's anybody to acquire, but again, talking about guys who are over 30 uh, right now, you could easily go out and get Votto and potentially depending on the values associated with your league, get him as like an extra piece in a deal. Cause an owner might just want him off the books.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, the guys in, in the top 25 that I think are in that category are actually pretty slim. I mean, you're really looking at, you know, Carlos Santana. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Blackman. Devers. <laughs> he looks like he's over 30. He's actually like 12. Uh,
0: yeah, if he's 22 or
2: 23. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Sogard making the list of the top 25 in the last 30 days. He'd be oh my gosh, another guy yeah. if he needs some depth. I mean, Sogard, he has to be on the chopping block and he's first a trade somewhere.
0: But you right. see, So his deal, and I, I just happened to hear this because Kansas City, so whenever I listen to a Jays game, I always listen to the other broadcast team because I've heard the Jays stuff for my lifetime. So it's time for a change. So I was listening to Casey. They were talking about Sogard and doing it in a really positive light. And then I happened to listen to a Blue Jay um, like podcast, or not Blue Jays, but they talk about the Blue Jays. And uh, they were saying that his deal is, you know, minor league deal with an option. And the option is that it's a major league deal for next year. But middle infielders like him have very little or no trade value whatsoever. So if you're in fantasy, there's value there. And in real life, there isn't. So I think he's going to stay a Jay. And in the last month when they've been bringing up Biggio and uh, Gurriel returned, but went to the outfield, Uh, they've got Galvis who's playing, I think, nearly every day or four out of six. Sogard is still kicking around, second base shortstop eligible. Um, He's got 92 at-bats the last month. And when you look at other guys like Glaber, Bogarts, Marte, Muncy, they're all within 10 at-bats of I mean,
2: here's the guy for me that's a perfect fit for the Texas Rangers right i yeah, yeah. need some middle infield depth um you know they need to push odour a little bit and you know he's the perfect fit like it, right field is is a happy 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 zone for home run guys and that's the only spot so Greg can muster enough juice to get it over the fence so
0: you know, can alternate. you imagine? Sorry, Ty. Can you imagine Sogard for ordur straight up? <laughs> There's no
2: way Odur <laughs> would Toronto. be welcomed in Toronto. I There's know. a zero percent chance that that would happen. <laughs> that um, would be. So I, I just. I, I really thought you were going. Can you imagine a lineup with Pence, Sogard, and Gallo back to back? Oh yeah. <laughs> Right, just a whole bunch of cast-offs. Uh,
0: well, Gallo yeah. was like a he's-never-going-to-do-it guy, and now he is. And, and well, like, you know, there is a pending slap bet now, right? A yes. Gallo-related slap, so. slap bet. There is
2: a Gallo-related slap bet. This our, is in our home our league.
0: Home yeah, league. Um,
2: which is phenomenal. Oh, uh, yeah. The bet was ridiculous. I, I said after the video that you've seen that I filmed because yep. yeah, we had to make it legal um, <laughs> that that – the reality is that this is just a wedding gift because we were away on a, <laughs> on a bachelor trip um, to to the groom who just happens to be my brother. And so I, I think that's how this plays out. There's no way Joey Gallo is going to hit two home runs a week for the remainder of the season, which is the guarantee.
0: And there was a high, like what was it, bat over 280, right? Yeah. It was It was a duo thing. Like, there was a ton of possibility for this thing to just fall flat.
2: Yeah, he's getting slapped. There's no questions. It's actually <laughs> like it's friend of the show
0: Glenn, ironically, uh,
2: yeah. who who made the bet. And it's a terrible bet. And Glenn, you are going to get slapped because I know you're listening.
0: Well, and a sidebar, like Glenn even made me a a horrible offer today relating to Sogard, and I told you about that before. Uh Sogard for Didi Gregoria straight up.
2: <laughs> but 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 I actually admire his gall. To pick Sogard up off of the waiver wire. And, and then to offer him to you. Like, that's <laughs> that's savvy. I, I, I dig that. Because, I mean, if you would have took that trade, I would have ripped you apart in this episode.
0: Yeah, you picked him up yesterday.
2: <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, last night. I would have let you have it if you accepted a trade involving him. You don't have any room for him because you're saving runway for Kershaw and friends. <laughs> sure. It's, Anyways, getting back on task here. I mean, there's really only a handful of guys in this top 25 that in a dynasty format, you're going to be able to even have a shot to acquire. So we talked about the old guys. Who else is on this list? Like, you might be able to get an owner that's unsure about, you know, Josh Bell, uh, who else is Kettle Marte.
0: Yeah, I think those are the big ones, and then Lordis Goryell Jr., who's been who's thirteenth ranked, and this is eight by eight because we cover all the categories that are important. So if you're five by five, they're going to be kicking in and around there. But basically, we're adding in OPS, um, the Ks against, which I mean, depending on your format, may or may not uh, matter, um, at walks and stuff. So yeah, Lordis has come back and just been dominant. When we talked before, I said, who do you think's been the seventh best overall? Because it's been Otani, the hitter. Um, depending on your format, but Otani, the hitter, and, and you would say, well, I mean, it could be Lourdes, but he, hasn't, he doesn't have enough at-bats, and he has. He's 105 last month. I, I don't think anyone that has him is going to trade him anymore. No,
2: I don't think so either. I mean, the move to left field really opens him up. Um, you know, it, it really lets him kind of become a power hitter as well. Like, he's got the hit tool. I don't yeah. think anybody questioned that uh, for a long time. And I think and he was always
0: decent defensively. It's just like like you'd said it before, you could hit a ball at him and he'll screw it up and you, you hit it 40 feet away from him and he makes a spectacular play. Correct. Yeah, I
2: mean, he's an outfielder. I think that's where he's going to remain. I mean, the reality is there was always footsteps behind him. and I think that's a pretty tough position for a kid. Um, and I think ultimately he's going to be better off for it because I think he's going to allow... They're going to bulk him up a little bit, I'm sure. Um... And then he's going to, I mean, he's got a good power stroke, but you know, bulk him up a touch and all of a sudden he becomes a star. So I think he's halfway there already. He's a guy that I think you could still bang down some doors, right? I think depending on your format, depending on how many guys are kept in your league, this is a guy that most people are still going to be on the fence on um, in terms of keeper. If you're in a dynasty where you're keeping your roster or a contract league, Odds are, to your point, he's going to be tough to come by. But if you're in a smaller format, less keepers, more of a draft league, uh, you're you're probably going to be able to find your way into Guriel if a team's out of contention.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good point. And I think on the like to finish off this list with other guys that I would be borderlining. Like again, I'm I'm saying David Dahl. His numbers are really good. He's batting over three hundred over 940 OPS, but he's not smashing home runs. So he's not helping in a lot of categories. Um, doing fine for uh K's. He only has like, I should say doing okay. He's uh, just under 25% uh, K percentage, but 25 K is the last month, only six walks, uh, lots of RBIs. Like he's getting runs. He's getting RBIs. So he's somebody good. And then, I mean, we jokingly said before, Frankie Montas is still kicking around on the list. Oh, oh RIP Montas. Um, <laughs> for this season anyway but uh yeah so he would be another guy who i would certainly target in any dynasty keeper league and where i own him people have already come and been hey you know he's crap you're competing or he's crap and your team's crap let's let's make a deal and um to me to finish it off like if i'm not looking like i guess or to transition to features if i'm not looking to compete this year i would definitely be targeting Montas, but he's going to keep slipping
2: Yeah. And the interesting part about it, about this list is like pretty much everybody else under on this list is either an absolute stud or under 24. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting once you go down the list, the only other guy that I think, you know, we kind of overlooked is Yaziel Puig, uh, who has been an absolute monster lately in Cincinnati and is a guy that's definitely going to get traded. I would think, um, unless Cincinnati for whatever reason decides to lock him up long-term could be an interesting play but
0: um, his numbers should all improve too because as it heats up in Cincinnati home runs go up in the summer so all those kind of power things that were already turning in his favor should just keep going I mean power for him is not a problem he can hit he can hit home runs in any ballpark in baseball yeah That's it's just not, I mean what I'm saying is it's even easier for him in the summer yeah.
2: like in Cincinnati he, he would be a fun guy to watch in a band box like Toronto and Cincinnati's the next best thing, but you know, putting putting him in Toronto in the summer would be fun to watch. Uh, laser beams into that first deck, um, but yeah, jumping across onto the pitcher side, this this is a far more vulnerable list in terms of yeah uh, definitely yeah like in the last thirty days, like you've got your stalwarts at the top, um, Scherzer, Bueller, Cole, really obvious guys up there. Um, but then it, it, it gets pretty muddy after that, right? Like this list is greasy for lack of a better term. It's a good,
0: it's a good problem to have though, for uh, all your dynasty formats. Like it's good to see Lance Lynn kicking around. It's, it's good to see Mike fires, Mike minor um, depending on what you do with starters and stuff. Liam Hendricks whose value should be going up because he's going to the very least be getting hold opportunities rest of season um, in Oakland. You know, they'd said he was going to get some of the closes when Trinan was out Trinan's back. So um, yeah, like I like, I like the pitcher list. A lot more yeah. than the hitter list as far as acquisitions go.
2: Totally. Actually, yeah. I mean, Mike Minor is a great acquisition option. A uh, guy that if you own him and you're not competing, you need to be leveraging like this is peak Mike Minor for the rest of his career right now. You know, whether he maintains <laughs> this or not, this right. is this is the peak. Right? Like he, he can't get better than he is right now. Um, you know, to your point, Liam Hendricks is in that same conversation. Um Annabelle yeah, Sanchez, yeah. if you own him, you need to be terrified and move him immediately
0: oh definitely yeah like you were playing with fire rostering him in the first place you were looking at numbers last year and thinking this could be good and it has
2: been here's an interesting one um strikeouts over the last 30 days how what do you think he's at i didn't as soon as
0: you said it i looked away
2: yeah Uh, he's he's at 25 in 29 innings right but the comparable this is the interesting one and i would have never guessed this and i don't think you would either Andrew Kashner is right behind him. 25 innings, 14 strikeouts.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: So like Andrew Cashner's been unbelievable all over his last couple of starts. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he just became a contact pitcher all of a sudden. Uh they're doing he things went different. The Estrada route. Yeah, they're doing different things in, in Baltimore. So maybe this is the secret to unlocking Andrew Cashner. But um, you know, there's another guy, those two guys there are definitely going to be available in your leagues if if they're not on a championship roster. I have Kashner in a league, and I know I've been fielding trades as recently as an hour ago. Um, and, you know, <laughs> ultimately just... <laughs> <rubbish>. <laughs> so just working through it. Um, you know, but then you're into Pablo Lopez territory, who, who, that's... Ooh, a, yeah. My. Yeah, like... You know, I'm not, I'm not even looking in Pablo Lopez's direction right now. Um, like
0: So way further down the list, I just have, I went by K's and I started to look for like who's crazy and who's high and who's low. So somebody that I don't think anybody would want to be acquiring right now, but it's not a terrible idea. John Gray, um, 30 innings the last month, 36 K's. That's fine. Like it's yeah. not dominant. It's good. He's been four and one. His ERA is three point two three. I have no idea what the home road starts have been for him. I'm just going to assume, you know, maybe three three uh, road to two home, but uh, you know his hits are he's he's given up a lot of hits. I'll give him that. He's almost ten per nine, um, and the walks three three and a half. So here, it's not terrible.
2: Here but, it is yeah no I agree that's that's a guy that I would love to target too because you know he. He did have some rough starts in the early part of the season, right? So still could be some butthurt owners that are looking to move him. Um, And ultimately, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I think you could get away with it. But the guy on the list here that I'm looking at that I wouldn't have had an opinion on him, except I watched him last night against Washington and Austin Bryce out of the bullpen. Okay, so if you're looking to add a guy, take a long look at Austin Bryce in Miami. His stuff is interesting, to say the least. Interesting. He's got a little bit of velo. He's a basically a side armor, but like a tucked elbow side armor, like not the full extendo Randy Johnson type side arm. Um, yeah. It's it's a really interesting delivery, and that ball is moving. Um, probably not going to dominate strikeouts. He's almost caper inning, but in Yahoo he is zero percent. Owned,
1: yeah, and okay, yeah. He's
2: rocking a .64 over 14 innings so far this season. So, a uh, guy to watch out for as a real cheap option. That Rob is currently picking him up in <laughs> our,
0: our, our other leagues. Pause <laughs> the podcast for a second.
2: <laughs> so, take a look at something. That's right. And I mean, I think there there's there's a couple other relievers on this list that I don't know that are are worthy of noting. I only brought that one up because his stuff is is interesting. Um, well, he here's made,
0: one I, I I think that's great so this sorry Ty this just made me when you said um, about his uh, slot delivery this made me think about listening to the Toronto KC game on Canada Day uh, January or January 1st July 1st uh, happy Canada Day to everybody and happy Independence Day for all those Americanos who will be celebrating on the 4th I think right, this will come out on the 5th so you'll be hung over listening to us um, Clayton Richard was pitching and I heard the Kansas City announcers discussing the fact that he is incredibly deceptive. Have you ever heard that of Clayton Richard before?
2: Um yes,
0: incredibly deceptive.
2: He's deceived me for years as to why he's always popping up on the top of the list uh value wise. I've never uh, yeah. yeah. I will say this, I watched I watched the highlights of him the other day. Mm-hmm. He pitched in the blowout, right? Yes. Um and he snapped off a couple hooks that I was they they made me look twice. um i didn't I didn't realize he was that sharp, and I don't know that he's always that sharp, but
0: I, I will say that I could believe that, and maybe that's why it got highlighted in the telecast. so their comment was he's incredibly deceptive, and one of the big reasons for it is he rests the ball on his hip. So you don't see his arm moving nearly as much, and all of a sudden, boom, the ball's on you. Yeah, he's a pie thrower. And I had never, ever heard of that from him before. And exactly like you said, you hear about him, you know, he's in San Diego. So you hear about him and, oh, he's doing okay. Or, you know, he's one of those like streamer type guys who you might take a chance on shallower shallower leagues for sure. In deep leagues, he might be somebody you put in. I would say he's a guy to consider if you need some bulk innings because certain leagues have minimum innings pitched and things. He's going to go every fifth day in Toronto right now. Yeah. The last two weeks, he's got 17 innings. He's got both quality starts uh, that he's got on the season were in the last two weeks. Um, you know, the ERA is not going to help you. The hits are not going to help you. Like, he's going to be over nine hits easy, like right now. On the year, he's over 10. Um, in he's he's a
2: target for me to end up in Philadelphia. Oh, really? You think they'd actually move him for depth or something? I, I mean, you have to. You've got enough arms between Reed Foley and Pannone and – Polino is close. Um, Vegas back. Vegas back. Uh, what's the other guy? There's one other guy missing. Uh, TJ Zook will be close in September. Yeah, um, he just
0: came back, and yeah. somebody – what the heck was the move that they made? I don't know if they promoted somebody up. TJ is in
2: – he's in AAA right AAA now. AAA now, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's a move that they could make. And, and again okay. – like I well, would be this, a
0: don't get him then. I was thinking maybe get him if he needed innings. So you if he's getting traded, do not get him.
2: Um, I don't necessarily yeah. disagree with that. I think I think he's a guy that's gonna give you consistent innings regardless. Uh I think he gives you more value in the win column in Philadelphia. So I, I think that combined with you know a relatively strikeout heavy NL East, I think there could be some value play there okay. Uh, okay. down the stretch. So if he ends up in Philly, but that's that's just a guy to watch out for um as as trade season progresses Uh, but i'm with you he's also a guy that could absolutely end up in toronto um so for me i think there's value either way i think there's just two different types of value
0: yeah yeah so that's a good point i was i was thinking more along the lines of he's just going to be able to throw him in and he's going to help help your cause so to speak um from an inning standpoint and you know you never know with quality starts and stuff the blue jays d is decent since guriel has been out in the outfield i believe he's now leading uh, mlb in outfield assists i mean it's a mute point they're not uh they're not doing great things overall and he's definitely not going to be a big target for say seven or eight wins in the second half but he's healthy now and maybe the delay to his season starting will work out to be a good thing plus we know stroman should not be a blue jay in the next month. So that roster spot or that uh rotation spot should remain open to him. Um, and we'll kind of see, we'll see what happens. I don't think they want to piggyback guys. I don't think they want to get weird with things. I think they want the traditional starter. Um, but he's he was the guy that when I looked way down, I thought, I bet he's free. Yeah. <laughs> in a yeah. lot of leagues, I bet he's free. It's like Vargas. Vargas will not be available to a lot of people anymore. Um, because he's probably been picked up. He's been pitching better than Thor. So Yeah.
2: Yep. No, I agree. And, and these are the kind of guys that you want to get ahead of them being traded, right? That's a huge, huge value play. Um, I've got a handful of those guys in some of the leagues that have turned into value picks. Um, and I, and I stand by it. I think like Russell Martin's a guy that I've had in a couple dynasty leagues that his value went way up when he ended up in LA. So um, got him super cheap league minimum type guys. And, and sometimes that's the best way to get ahead in, in a pool because it gives you a little bit of flexibility. So uh, without spending too much time uh, diving through the rest of the pitchers here, um, I think we'll jump real quickly into the 14-day window. Um, and, and really inside that 14 days, things are a little bit different. And you see the, the kind of the, the fluctuations. I mean, we talked about DJ LeMayhew um, I don't know if that was last week or week before in terms of the 400 batting average that I thought he was capable of. And ultimately since that time with that starting lineup, as I said, he's hit
0: 524. Thank uh, you, London games yeah. in London.
2: No doubt. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, he's been nothing but impressive all season, uh, for the Yankees. And I think this is, you know, this is a guy that I said at the end of last season was a perfect fit for what? the Yankees needed they needed a, a a contact guy at the top of the lineup and Brett Gardner did a really good job for a long time filling that role uh, he's just getting a little older and a little slower um, and kind of losing that value so DJ was a nice trade-off for that position that's a guy again there's no chance any owners trading you DJ Lemay me right now he's a run factory
0: absolutely yeah and and even going down on the hitter side uh slightly further uh, a relatively i think acquirable guy multi position chris taylor um depending on who you are your season may not have gone well if he's been in the lineup steadily for you but uh yeah like he's batting just under 500 ops over 1400 he's three dingers nine Problem runs there
2: is cory seeger's back on saturday right okay. so Absolutely. that's going to take away some of bats there uh, he could end up play, taking some bats at second base, though, if he keeps, you know,
0: playing pretty well. He could steal some from Kiki over there. And they like to play the hot hand in LA, so they play the guys around. Plus NL, they're always in. You might you might get 20 at bats in a week. Um, but it'll come with like you know three starts and then three other times when they're a pinch hit and then stay in for another at bat or two. So um, yeah, you never know. And and like we talked already about Lourdes. So he's eight in the last two weeks. But uh, Lourdes Gabriel Jr., who I remember remember Ty, we took a lot of crap for saying that he was the fifteenth ranked shortstop. I think is where we we slotted him in in Dynasty. Yeah, people were saying this is a joke. Um, which we, I mean, we love hit us up at dingers pod. We love the feedback and in our group chats, we tend to That's get on Twitter. So much. Oh, what did I say? You just said dingers pod and in,
2: in no reference to where, so I could just yell dingers pod D- in a forest. And it's just
0: like, if you were declaring bears. bankruptcy, you can just <laughs> shout it out. <laughs> You're good. So,
2: yeah. so, yeah, I mean, we, we both realize that Lourdes is a hitter, right? I mean, we've seen enough of him, him to know that, um, I get it. If you missed it, if you're out of market and you don't see him all the time, easy to miss on that guy. Um, but we're past that point now. You need to wake up and you need to recognize. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. But, but to your point, you know, you have guys like that who who have come on strong, and then you've got other guys like, uh, it De- yeah, Domingo Santana um, out in Seattle, like stabilized, right? hot hot start to the season and then really kind of took a nose dive well now he's back up hot 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 again so look at the season long numbers and everything's okay so you know depending on when you think he might kind of tank down again or, or tag down again uh he's somebody to look at and i don't want to just go up and down the list and rhyme off the names that i like like verdugo bell cash no i'm not going to do that to you but i think i think overall there's a lot of acquirable talent um in the last two weeks. And obviously it's, it fluctuates a lot more, you know, we got hot streaks and I'm surprised it's not all Red Sox and Yankees after,
2: yeah, after playing
0: Toronto for a couple of days. days. Yeah. Well, that London though, too. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? What's worse? Or what's, what's better to play in London or Toronto right now? Cause you're getting a ton of runs going anywhere. Yeah, no, I mean, it's,
2: it's been a really good offensive stretch here for the Yankees and the Sox. Um. You know, we were, we were laughing about the, the time we were in Boston, um, for that bachelor party, and you know the walk off on Friday night was a couple feet in front of us. But, um, you know the the Jays took two or three from their socks They're beating up on the Sox again tonight. Uh, a very intriguing sacrifice fly for Freddy Galvis a moment ago. Uh, but you know at he's the end of the day, he's a baseball
0: player. He made a baseball play, and Charlie Montoya loves it.
2: Yep, there's a guy here that I look at as a. This is probably your last chance to get him if you need a middle infielder. Uh, and that's J.P. Crawford. He seems to be settling in as a pro. Uh, He's probably going to be a good comparable to kind of a Gene Segura type, I think would be an interesting comparable. He's better defensively, so he's going to get run out there every day. Uh, So if you're a points league, J.P. Crawford's a nice pickup. Um, I I think he's going to give you that, and he's not going to be available for much longer. He's still a guy that some people might have bought too early, and have a little buyer's remorse but that that'll change over the next year or so so if you're going to get in get in now
0: i'll be perfectly honest with you ty and this is going to screw me in um the to be named later league i've been trying to get crawford for about a month now the guy that owns him does not get back to me in a timely manner and he has five shortstop eligible players and i have nikki lopez and tim beckham So I am looking for an upgrade and I saw, Oh, Crawford's up. He's going to play. And I listened to the DePoto podcast and DePoto was talking about how he loves him. So, you know, we're going to get to see him. And I've been trying to get him. And as he's been getting better and better, I am just well aware that that deal is not going to come together now. So in every other league where I'm strong on shortstops, I'm like, well, I could consider moving to shortstop because I think Crawford is here to stay. Like I really, really like what he's doing, but, I mean, shortstop's been a really strong position this year across baseball. We talked before about thinking shortstop was going to be strong. It has been. And to add a guy like Crawford to it, oh, that's good. I am deep
2: at shortstop in every league except for one. Uh, It's probably my position of strength in almost every league, and it's because I went all in on Tatis in a lot of leagues, and that really helped me out. Um, Bought earlier than I probably should have, but he has most definitely paid off. Um, as a result but the only other guy here on this list that um, I think's worth kind of throwing some shade at is is a Jason Hayward type like he's got a 350 clip over the last 14 days if somebody wants him get him gone especially if you've got him on a contract Um, take advantage of the last 14 days most owners are going to look at the last 10 games and then kind of walk away so yeah that's a good chance to to deal a potential problem contract um and at the end of the day you might stay consistent enough to help it you know whoever you trade them to but um get the value while you can
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think that's good. Uh, Somebody else who just got demoted, my final guy, is uh, Tyler Beattie. He is, I think, going to be a starter rest of the season in San Francisco. Um, But he got demoted and, you know, perfectly logical move headed into the All-Star break. He's not going to pitch again. So I think AAA will play right through the All-Star break, if I'm not mistaken. I remember trying to sort this out last year. I think their games continue. Um, every level takes their break at different times. So I think BD will be able to go down and get at least a single start out of it and then uh, get called up after the all-star game. So it should work out pretty well. Um, if you have somebody who realizes that, Hey, he's not playing anymore. Um, what happened? He got, he, you know, he got sent down. Maybe you can pick him up on the cheap and he's just somebody kind of like a Clayton Richard, just somebody who might be able to help you out a little bit here and there.
2: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I mean, Andrew Kashner on the pitching side is a guy that you got to look at. Uh, definitely low cost of acquisition here at this point. Um, you know, the K per nine is is definitely of interest, but I, he's always been a heavy strikeout guy, so I don't imagine that's going to last. Um, you know, we talked about uh, John Gray. You mentioned already as as a potential good target, but Joe Musgrove has really turned it on in the last two starts. Um, looking pretty solid. Uh, I think he's got back-to-back eight-eight inning starts. Um, nope, he got a rain-shortened one yesterday. Um, so you know, the last three starts uh, really only allowed a handful of hits, and and the strikeout numbers really good. But you know, he's well under sub sub one ERA, and definitely a guy to target.
0: Yeah, there are some good ones out there. I mean, and like we talked about, they're a little bit more than a month away, so it's going to give us lots of conversation points. Leading up to our deadlines, your deadlines, um, and we're always looking, always looking to get something from you. So maybe we might want to consider two weeks. Maybe Ty, we could be doing a mailbag. Yeah, I would, I would love to hear trade
2: dilemmas, uh, roster dilemmas. Give us everything that you want our sage advice on. And Ronnie, I know you have some questions for us, so we want to hear from you. Um, and we would love to answer some, some real stiff questions heading into the trade deadline. Yeah. We would. <laughs> well, just podcasting gold out of you right now. <laughs> Sorry,
0: I wasn't sure if you were going to end the pod there, and I thought, I feel like you left that open-ended enough that I can say, yeah.
2: <laughs> You're just basically boom right now.
0: <laughs> that might drop in money.
2: That's right. Well, You know, on that note, since Rob has pretty much led us down the garden path, (laughs) we will see you next week on
1: Dingers